Starfield has finally been revealed. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart has come out. And just what makes a character iconic? All that and more on this episode of Off Hunting. Cue the intro. Gaming is about escaping into another world. You don't control the character, you are the character. Whether I'm hunting fearsome monsters or going the best crops, gaming is how I like to relax. I like gaming because I can go you know? They help me escape into a world of pure imagination. Video games. What more could you ask for? Endless. Endless possibilities. What's going on, gamers? It's your boy Diggs Gaming. I am joined by KB Hunting and your boy Sermeliotis. And JoJo's here too. He's just dealing with some family stuff right now. We'll get him on later. And this is a little show that we like to call Off Hunting. Today, we are talking about iconic characters and just what makes them iconic. But first, we did have some things that were going on. First things first, Sermeliotis and I were watching the Xbox Bethesda Showcase earlier today. We are recording this on a Sunday, and that's when this happened. We were watching that earlier, and boy, did Xbox deliver big time, Sir Meliodas? They delivered. They dropped the exclusives. They dropped the console launch exclusives, which I think is, I don't I don't like when Sony and Xbox does that. PlayStation launcher. I just, this, hey, this is coming to Xbox. It's going to be on PlayStation later to say that. Don't twist the words and try to make it seem like it's an exclusive when it's not. But they did drop some big ones. We got an update on Halo Infinite, and that game, they did a great job. Especially with the multiplayer, and it's going to be free to play. So it might might be its own standalone, so you might not have to buy Halo Infinite to get the uh, multiplayer. Didn't Call of Duty do that with Warzone? they, They did it with Warzone. Yeah, so Halo might be doing a similar thing. They might do a standalone, so we'll see if they do it. And how about the first game that was revealed? We finally get a look at Starfield, Todd Howard's latest game. And it does look interesting. But we still haven't seen any gameplay yet. But knowing Bethesda, that's probably going to be a first-person type game. Yeah. Most likely, right? Like all the games they announced that was Bethesda, like, like specifically Bethesda is going to be first-person. But I hope... The last game the Xbox showed off is third person. Because... Yeah, Redfall, which yeah. really does look interesting. It looks like a co-op shooter, but you're fighting vampires. Vampires. You're going to have to see, like, your whole perimeter. You can't just be like, hey, vampire here. But, hey, we'll see when it, when it, um, when it comes out. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting. And then they also showed off Forza Horizon 5 and... Oh my god! Oh my god! The graphics just look amazing on that game. They look amazing, dude. They were showing a comparison. It's like, hey, we took a picture of this, and then they just put the cars in here. It's like, yo, it looks exactly like the picture we just guys just took. That that is just crazy. How good games can look nowadays, and we'll get more into that later. But it wasn't just the Xbox and Bethesda showcase. We also had the Summer Game Fest opening night. And I got to be honest, I was a little disappointed by that. The first and last games that were shown were probably the biggest things. The first game that was shown was Tiny Tina's um, Wonderlands, 
which is a spinoff of Borderlands. Oh, it pretty wow. much takes the uh, DLC from Borderlands 2 and makes it into its own game. And it does look interesting. It really does. And then the last game was, we finally got a look at Elden Ring. We finally got a look at that. Is that made from id Software? Not that's from software. software. From software. From, from software. That's from software with George R. R. Martin writing the story. Ooh. I get them to I get them to mix up because it has software. And, I know. And I know. Name. Sometimes it can be confusing, but that's what we got, and it's coming out in January, so we don't have to wait too much longer. So it's going to be a Dark Souls. I hope it's not going to be a Dark Souls. I was about Probably. To with that, George R. R. Martin, are you expecting anything else? That's no, I'm just saying, that like from software, yeah, from software, especially with like, like Bloodborne is it's Bloodborne, but it's also like it's Dark Souls. I was about to say it's it's two major franchises that are yeah. known for pain and sorrow. So if it's if it's not too Dark Soul-ish, I might check it out. But if it's like, hey, I'm gonna die fifteen thousand times, I'm. I'm gonna have to pass, but it looks it looks good. Now I will be honest, Elden Ring saved it, but otherwise, it was very disappointing. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Go I mean, check there weren't the... that many big games that were announced. I mean, we got a Monster Hunter spinoff. Yeah, that we got an fun. update on the what was it? Uh, Back for Blood beta. Yes. Yes. Got an update on that, and that was about it, really. I don't know. I just expected more from that from the way that Jeff Keighley just hyped it up. I think it just came from too much hype. I'll be honest. Yeah. Well, they also announced Square also announced um, it's a it's a Final Fantasy looking Guardians of the Galaxy. So that is going to be interesting because it has this. Oh yeah, the Guardians of, of the Galaxy. Yeah, it has a style. It has a style you, of. Let me ask you something. What did you think of Square Enix's showcase? I thought it was pretty I good. Didn't, dude, I didn't know they were having a show because I, I told you after I watched Xbox, I was going to take a nap. So yeah. after that, I just went. I didn't know they had a show, and then I woke up and I see. Yeah, they also. Yeah, they also revealed uh, Final Fantasy Origin. Yeah, so that looks like a, a Guardian slash Final Fantasy. That, that might be interesting. And if you pre-order, you get the classic uniforms and you get the classic Drax uniforms. So that is that is yeah. pretty sick. Yeah. So. We had some pretty good showcases today. On to some gaming news. God of War Ragnarok has been delayed until 2022. 2022. KB, you're a big fan. How do you feel about this? Yeah. Like, like I, it had better deliver, is all I'm saying at this point. Ragnarok is like the end of time. Not end of time, like, yeah, basically, it's yeah, it's basically end of, of the time. world. So it, they, they better... They better deliver because he's fighting Thor. And if Thor he's fighting and Odin, if he's fighting like, Thor, Odin was teased through that entire game. If he's fighting Thor, he's gonna have to fight uh, Odin as well, because you have to. Um, it's like a little, like like an Easter egg hunt. You yeah. you're throwing your axe at Odin's ravens. He's always watching you. I think it was like twenty ravens. I can't remember how there, many. There's ravens more. There's like, an achievement for. I like fifty. Yeah, I think I it's like high ball it like twenty, like forty to fifty probably. Only got like two of them though. I was about to say I, that wasn't my main focus. <laughs> no, I just wanted to beat the game. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna go through it for the platinum though. Yeah, like I'm thinking about it. But also on top of all of this, uh, the witch Freya that you made friends with and then made enemies. Oh, yeah, with. you're her enemy now. So we're gonna see what she does. Yeah, and like she's super powerful on top of it. So this game's mm-hmm. gonna be intense and like I it's 
it ended then, on a cliffhanger. And Thor's going to fight the Midgard Serpent because Ragnarok is yeah. the Midgard Serpent and Thor. So I want to see also, what happens. Also, giant cover dog. We need yeah. Fenrir. Fenrir. Yes. Here's my thought on Ragnarok getting delayed. Yeah. I think it might be for the best because Definitely. you want to make sure this game is going to be good and you don't want to rush anybody. You don't want to have crunch. Yeah. Because once that happens, people get overworked and a lot of times the game just doesn't live up. It just doesn't. Cyberpunk. <laughs> Even though I love Cyberpunk. that game, even though I love that game, I'm sorry, I don't know what, what happened. Basically, every single game from EA, yes. So, I mean, Battlefield, I like Battlefield from EA. I, I think it's disappointing, but if it turns out that it was best for the game, you got to wait a little longer. But you want to get the best experience that you can, and if a game is released when it really shouldn't have been, aka Cyberpunk, mm -hmm. then you're gonna have big problems. Yeah. I mean, remember, CD Projekt Red got sued by their investors because of that. Well, the investors were rushing them to get it out. So it's like the devil playing, playing, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? The devil's playing, uh, what's the word, what's the word? The victim, the devil's playing the victim. Hey, get the game out. The game's not good. Hey, I didn't get no money for it now. <laughs> but no, then again, CD Projekt Red had time. Yeah. So it's like, it's a 50-50. I kind of, I feel so I feel sorry for CD, but then I don't. But then I do. It's like I don't. It's, it's yeah. mixed. And then, like on top of it, with games getting delayed so much, like the fan base is gonna get angry. Yeah. At some point, like you keep teasing it, keep teasing it, keep teasing it, keep pushing it back, and again, and again. Like this could potentially really hurt the God of War franchise as a whole. If this pattern continues, like obviously a once in the you know century pandemic isn't something to be like, you know, well, you got to blame the pandemic with this. You got to yeah. because basically every single studio got affected by this. Mm -hmm. Pretty much everything got turned upside down. People could not get in the studio; they had to work from home. It really changed things, and that's why we saw so many games getting delayed. I mean, remember when we were talking about the list of upcoming games that we talked about and over half of them had been delayed. Yeah. I mean, if this does not, if COVID does not happen, a lot of these games don't get delayed. Right. And like, I understand that, but it's still frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. But again, if, it's, this, if it turns out that the game comes COVID, out, it, so it's, like, it's oh, a confusing yeah. time that we're living in. We're still living in this COVID crazed world. And, well, COVID, it's not, I'm not saying COVID's not really an issue anymore. Well, we're still feeling the after effects from it. Yeah, still, yeah. yeah. What, what I'm saying, it's not like, it's not really like when it first hit, it's not like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like we still have, I'd say maybe a year or two of recovery time left. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, at least, like that's a, like a bare minimum, um, especially for smaller studios. Uh, the big ones are probably going to spring back pretty quickly. But the little indie ones, probably four man teams, the four women teams, yeah, they're going to get hit harder. Yeah. Yeah. My question for Ragnarok is when are we going to start to see like an actual trailer for it? Because all we've seen is a teaser. Now, Xbox has done their showcase. Nintendo is going to do a direct on Tuesday. Yes. What's PlayStation going to do? When is PlayStation going to start showing off? 
more of their games. You're going to start showing out the games that they have been developing and that we don't know about. Remember, they have 25 games in development. 25 uh, RIPs are in development. I can tell you what they're going to show, what people don't really want. What? The, um, I think it's the remake of The Last of Us. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that rumored remake of The Last of Us. No, they're actually doing it. They canceled. Okay, they are actually doing it. That has been confirmed. Yeah, they 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 kicked out the door. Days Gone too, and it was like, no, let's just oh. do, let's just do a a a, re, a remake of of The Last of Us. But it will it will look good because I played The Last of Us. I never beat it because I do not like the way it played. It feels clunky to me. But I heard The Last of Us two feels better so they put the last of us two engine on the last of us one i will have to jump in to play that yeah graphics and gameplay was not the problem with the last of us part two the problem was the the story story. yeah but otherwise everything else was fine of the last of us part two but it and you're talking about days gone ben studios who made days gone they're working on something that we don't know about and it's just a guessing game of what's in development because I said 25 IPs, about half of them are new games. Mm-hmm. So when are we going to get to see them? You guys have a prediction on when we're going to, on when PlayStation is going to have their next big event? Well, I, I hope they do the Microsoft um, treatment because people get, people tend, tend to get mad at Microsoft, but Microsoft doesn't show anything until, like most of the games they show, this year is almost over. The games, the most games they show come out next year. This year is yeah. almost over, so it's like the games. Yeah, speaking they show, of that show, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Hold on. The games that they show, some are coming out like in June or like in October, and some are coming out like August of next year. If I if I remember, but I hope Sony doesn't show anything that's like two or three years from now because then you're going to be like, hey. Generally speaking, they don't. Yeah, I'm just saying. I hope they. they I hope they don't get because of their event last year. They didn't really. They they only showed off one or two games. I think it was Project Athea Mm -hmm. and Pragmata. That is that was a couple of years off from being released, but otherwise it was 2020, 2021 games that they had shown off. And speaking of that, comparing the Xbox Bethesda event and the and the PS5 event that Sony did last year. I mean, those two are neck and neck. And the only thing that I think separates it is just how the Xbox showcase began because they had some technical difficulties at the beginning. Sony pretty much got through that without any. And that's the, and that's the only reason that you would put Sony's event over Xbox's. That's just how good both of those were. I mean, if they're giving me games, I ain't going to crown no one a victor. If yeah. Sony's throwing games, Xbox, I don't care if it's exclusive. I don't care if it's only on PlayStation. If it's only if I can if it's a new game and it looks interesting, I'm, I'm gonna get it. But if if Nintendo does not show the Switch Pro, I'm going to throw my Switch out the window. <laughs> I think one thing that we can say Nintendo's not going to show is anything Pokemon related. They better not. I was about to say I don't think they already did that one Nintendo Direct, which was all things Pokemon. So I'd be very surprised. Yeah, they always yeah whenever they do Pokemon, they always show off they always have their it's always the pokemon company that shows it off it's never Mm -hmm. nintendo that does that so yeah we know that's going to be out of there maybe we'll see maybe we'll see breath of the wild 2 a bayonetta is it a bayonetta 4 was it three it's a bayonetta three three, and then you have metroid prime 4 maybe some of those get shown off yeah whatever nintendo is going to do for their nintendo direct 
Monster Hunter, like or roadmap, maybe. Just a whole new IP, shit, like Astral Chain. That was in Astral Chain 2. Where is it? I haven't beat it yet, but the game is interesting. Like, where is Astral Chain 2 at? So, like, games like that. I love right. Mario, but don't give me another 1500 Mario game. Like, no, give us something new. All right, moving on to a game that was released this week Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I picked that up day one. Oh my God. This game is just amazing. Now, I'm going to do a full review on Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart in a video on the Off Hunting YouTube channel. So, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but from what I will say, people are calling it the best PlayStation 5 game so far. And I'm not going to disagree with them on that. I'm not. Now, is it Insomniac's best game ever or the best Ratchet and Clank game? Well, you're going to have to watch my review to figure that out. However, there were a couple of things that I want to talk about. The first thing is something that we were talking about earlier. The developers on the game had come out on social media and said they did not have to deal with any crunch. No crunch whatsoever. That's just amazing. That really is. That is telling developers, listen, you can avoid crunch and still make a great game. That's what they are telling them. What do you guys think on that? I think the freedom, giving the, the freedom to the developers and giving them the time that they need. I'm not saying give them 20 years to make a, a game, but I'm saying giving them the time that they need and not being there. Like, hey, don't, don't, don't make Ratchet for this flow this way. If you let them have that freedom with the game, it's gonna it's gonna come out the way they intended it to be, and it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be a good game. I like shoot 'em ups. I like kitty fight. That's why I play Fortnite. Hey, I like good graphics. I like cartoony graphics. So I will be getting Ratchet and Clank. Um, I'm I'm still playing. Uh, I'm jumping between Miles Morales and the PS and um, Spider-Man PS5 um, release. I haven't beat either one of them yet, but from what I'm playing, Somniac, also Sunset Overdrive. Another reason why I'm getting it, because Sunset Overdrive, you guys got to play it. I don't know if I heard Sony bought the IP. I mean, Xbox never had the IP to get off with. But yeah, it was Sony always Insomniacs, and Insomniac just filed a trademark yeah. for Sunset Overdrive. So, so they clearly want to do something with it. They do a Sunset Overdrive 2, or if it's PlayStation exclusive, or if they say, hey, you can put it on Xbox. I don't care. I'm going to get it. Games like that we need. So another Ratchet and Clank or Jack and Dexter. <coughs> Sony, what are you doing? But another Jack and Dexter would be. And I think this just goes to show you need to trust the developers. These companies have got to trust their developers. Sony has been great at trusting their developers and letting them make great games. I mean, you're talking Guerrilla Games that made Horizon Zero Dawn or House Marquee that just made Returnal and now Insomniac with Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. When they let these companies do what they do best, that's when some of these games just come out and they blow people away. That's just what happens. Now, the second thing I want to talk about is Insomniac had promoted the game with like photos from other uh, franchises. They had Uncharted, Sunset Overdrive, Horizon, and Sly Cooper. Now, I want to get into... Sly Cooper a little bit because the others I can see why Uncharted the movie's coming out soon uh Sunset Overdrive that's an insomniac property 
And apparently they just filed a trademark for it. So that makes all the sense in the world. Horizon, new game coming down, probably holiday later this year. That makes all the sense in the world. But Sly Cooper? We haven't had a Sly Cooper game for the last seven years. So why would Insomniac put Sly in there? I mean, this had to be approved by Sony for them to do that. They put Sly in uh, Ratchet & Clank? In the promo for Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, they did this thing on Twitter where they were going through these franchises, uh, Sony I, uh, going through these franchises and putting like these images in there. Like for Uncharted, it was Nathan Drake's treasure was getting it, sucked into make, a rift. That makes sense though. They're, they're jumping through interdimensional, interdimensional rifts. They're, yeah, but why would you put Sly in there? I mean, you could say it's because, you know, you had Sly, Jack, and Ratchet. They were the big three. Mm -hmm. Well, why would you put Uncharted in there and not put Jack in there? Have a good old, fan, good old reunion there. So it, mm. it just gets you to think, could Sony be doing something with Sly Cooper coming up? Could Hopefully. they? They might be. Maybe I'm reading too much into this, but it just seems weird to put Sly Cooper in there when everything else just has a reason to be in there. And Sly, that hasn't had a game out in a while, it just doesn't seem like it makes sense to me. I don't know. All right. Moving on from all that, we are now going to get into today's topic, which is iconic video game characters. And to start this off, just what makes a character iconic to us? What what makes us look at a character and go, that's iconic. This person is an icon of gaming. And I think it really starts off by just knowing them by heart. Really? It's like you can look at a character and go, oh, that's Master Chief. Oh, that's Mario. Oh, that's Link. Yeah. Oh, I had fun with this game. Oh, I remember doing all of this. Like, just immediate recall. What about you, Sermelios? Do you agree with that? Yeah. Especially Master Chief. I knew you were going to say that. I just knew you were going to say that. I also think of iconic characters as just characters that have been on like a long-running video game franchise just because the longer the franchise has been, the more likely it's going to be iconic. Like Mario's been around since the 80s. Same thing with Zelda. You have, I mean, you have Laura Croft and Tomb Raider from the 90s. Mm-hmm. I think that has to mean something. The fact that they've been around for so long. Right. Definitely. And another thing is that they stand the test time that they can adapt to the change in gaming. I mean, Mario, that was a side-scrolling 2D platformer. And then the Nintendo 64 comes out, 3D games. It's a 3D platformer. And it was one of the most innovative games mm -hmm. for a 3D platformer. And then it just keeps getting better and it keeps adapting to the times. That's what iconic thing. That's what iconic characters do. Yeah. That's like what iconic think about games Breath of the Wild too. Uh, the original Zelda games. Yeah. I mean, the original Zelda like, game was the yeah. first game that allowed you to save your progress. Right. Right. That true. means more than anything else. Yeah. Care to join us or Meliodas? Oh, yeah, sorry. It's okay. Marcus Phoenix. He's the he's like he's the staple of the the mm -hmm. the, the the cog. Hey, he's Marcus. He was in jail. You go break him out. 
they prove you get the you get the Lancer, you work your buddy Dom, you break out of jail, they prove why he was a badass. They prove why they went to go get Marcus. And he was the only one in there. He was in there that I think was he was left in there to die, I think. I like I like Marcus Phoenix. Hopefully we get more of him in um in gear six. What else makes a character iconic? Is there anything else that you guys would say makes a character iconic, or did we just cover all the basics already? I mean, on top of it, I think they need to have like a the good voice actor. Yeah, the voice actor has to be there. And a good voice actor, too. Yeah. Like, you have to be able to like either see yourself as the person, as like a silent protagonist, mm-hmm. uh, like Link, like Link or, or Mario. Like they just like do grunts and like. Just, well, technically, like, Mario's not really a, a silent protagonist. It's just that he doesn't have nobody in that franchise talks. Yeah, I mean that's true. That's fair enough. But you know, in general, it's not like really like Cloud has a voice, Sephiroth has a voice, you know. So it's more it's easier to see yourself as like you're playing as Link, like instead of you're playing as Cloud. Yeah. Like you are Link, but Cloud is Cloud. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. Like, so, like. But if you're a gamer, you totally know what I'm under. Like, yeah. what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> um, one other thing I would say for iconic uh, characters, I would just say no matter how many times you pick up their game, you want to play as them, you want to be them. You don't ever want to go into a game and say, oh, I don't want to be this character. Mm-hmm. I mean, who wants like, to play Why am a I game playing like this? That? Why am I doing these things? Yeah, and every time you play them, it never gets old. Like there right. are games that you may like, but sometimes a character will get old. But these mm-hmm. iconic characters, they're never going to get old. There's something about them that makes you want to come back for more. Mm-hmm. A sequel after sequel, game after game. No matter what, you are them and that's the way that you want it to be. And let's talk about just some no-brainer iconic characters. I mean, we've mentioned a bunch of them already. I mean, I have written down Mario, Link, Zelda, Master Chief, Lord Croft. Yes, if Jojo, if Jojo was with us right now, guys, sorry he's going through something right now. But if he was, he would talk about Master Chief right now. He loves, yeah, he would. He loves Master Chief. Yeah, so I just got to throw that in for him. I got to throw that in for him. He <laughs> oh, he's looking at us like, wait a minute. Did you just mention my name? <laughs> I heard. I had to, had to do it for you, buddy. Had to oh, throw yeah, a Master Chief for you. <laughs> I heard something about Master Chief. Yeah, yeah. Master Chief's here, man. Yeah. Um, what do you want to – you got something to say about Master Chief, my friend? Oh, God, he's so hot. I mean uh, – <laughs> Uh, let's uh, yeah, let's talk about Master Chief, the most iconic sci-fi shooter of all time. Um, I don't think anybody's gonna argue that. Nobody's hey, gonna argue that. Hey Jojo, did you see the new Cortana? No, dude. Like multiplayer, dude. She the new Cortana list. I, I know that. I know that really threw me <laughs> right there. That threw me through for a little. Yeah, it's a new Cortana. She she looks like Cortana, but she doesn't at the same time. She has on she has on clothes, unfortunately. Bummer. See, I I don't know what happened with E3. Did did they just reveal the multiplayer, or did, did it? Did they, no, they re, they we have new gameplay of the single player, and then, and they, then they revealed the multiplayer. It's like and what two, five, three minutes of multiplayer? You want to give yeah, or take? Yeah, it was three something minutes. like that. Like about three minutes long. I saw the three minutes of the multiplayer. Then at the end, they showed the classic samurai armor. 
Mm-hmm. I saw that the Karama armor. Yeah. yeah. I saw that. The Karama and, armor. And this is just what I'm talking about when it never gets old playing them. I mean, all you gotta do is say Master Chief, and people's eyes just light up. Um KB and I at one point we were talking about Cloud and Setheroth from Final Fantasy VII and Aerith. We no, also mentioned Samus so. Aran. Those are icon. Those could be considered iconic characters. The Slippy Toad is pretty iconic, man. Do a barrel <laughs> roll, you know? Come and don't forget about the villains. Villains are iconic <laughs> characters, too. What? Ganon, Bowser. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't have the heroes without the villains. Exactly. I mean, what villains would you guys consider to be iconic to their franchises? Arbiter, for sure. Arbiter. Yeah. Big time. Arbiter. Um, Gravemind from Halo was iconic. Um, the prophets from the Halo games were very yeah. iconic. I'm gonna uh, say he was only in one. He was only in the one game, but General Rom, the way he came out and gives General Rom was a menace. Even though he was only in one General game, Rom. he was a menace. Yes. Like you, were, you will remember General Rom. He was a menace to society. Him and the Queen. In, uh, yes, Queen Queen Mara, General Queen Rom, Mara. Like, Even Queen Mara was a menace. Like when she was doing what she was doing, her and her like little reapers, like they're oh my god, dude. Um, especially with like the sci-fi, like shooters, uh, Shepard, General Shepard from Modern Warfare Two was a menace. Oh yeah, well, I hated him. Ah, uh, dude, we got to that. We got through everything, and God, I just, I just wanted to that that the final mission in Modern Warfare Two was so satisfying. But Ghost, even Ghost was, even Ghost was an iconic character for the Modern Warfare franchise, though. And and Soap, Soap, Soap. What kind of name was Soap? <laughs> I'm up it like you make it past election. <laughs> I literally, I think me and KB were literally talking. To, it was either no, it wasn't KB. I was talking to. Uh, well, she did shake her head on that, so I guess you were talking to her. No, no, I didn't. I didn't say it to KB. I said it to Bonnie at work. Oh, uh, okay. I thought it might be just uh, thinking of something else because we have been talking a lot. How did make a pass selection? Another, another character I have on here is Leon from from the Kingdom Hearts. Oh my God. <laughs> from Resident Evil. Oh yeah, Leon Kennedy oh. from Resident Evil. Oh, Leon S. Kennedy. Kennedy. Leon Kennedy. Oh, I thought you were talking about Leon from Kingdom Hearts. No, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, no. But I said Kingdom. Yeah, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Sorry, I was also think I was also looking at Cloud and Seth were off on my list. Dude, but like me and my I brother think Leon's an iconic character because every time there's a game and he's the main focus, people just get excited about that. They really do. Would you like a cookie? Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, I love Leon. Yeah, no. Leon and Leon and Jill were yeah. I'll put Jill on there too. You can't you can't sleep on Claire either. Claire will her own for like it's a game. Here's a, here's a here's a uh, here's an iconic character that everyone likes to sleep on. Chi Chi, not Chi Chi. Um, uh, the chick from Street Fighter. Uh, Chun Li. Chun Li. Okay. Big big Chun Li. <sighs> now we talked about Cloud and Sethroth and. Final Fantasy has been a long-running franchise, but that has an ever-evolving cast of characters. What make Cloud and Sethiroth and even Aerith iconic characters in that franchise? Well, Final Fantasy VII in general was like a huge, huge turning point in consoles just as a whole. Basically, there, you know, the updated graphics, the you had to play it on two discs because it was just the massive game, basically. And I like the touch when 
the PlayStation 4 version came out, they had that on two discs. One mm-hmm. one disc was to put the data in and the other was to play. That was a great that's a great touch. Yeah. It really is. So just having that going for it really did I think cement it in our in our hearts and in our minds. That and it's just like a really good like story. Yeah. So all that combined, I think, really made it stick. And another thing about <laughs> Cloud and Setheroth is just the story behind those two characters. I mean, Cloud's sword was maybe one of the best swords in a video game. Mm-hmm. And Setheroth is just one of the most I what, mean, villainous medicine. characters in video game yeah. history. And, and a sympathetic one, one at that. And then, yeah. what because makes, I really and don't what think he should have been a, like, if... Oh things had gone differently i don't think sephiroth would have ever been a villain i think he mm. also would have been a hero that's a good thought to have mm. and Aerith, what makes Aerith an iconic character i mean she did take you know a sword through the gut yeah like you you fought with her all this time you yeah maybe the most gut-wrenching moment in a final in, uh, fantasy game and one of the most heartbreaking in. moments in video game history yeah i don't think anybody saw that coming she didn't want to die at the end. She dies like halfway through. Oh, halfway through. Yeah. All right. We've been talking about iconic characters, and I got a little game for us to play. Who's in? Sure. What's the game? Sir Meliodas? What's the game? Hold on. JoJo, got a little game. You in? Let's start it if he joins in. One more time. Got a little game for us to finish up with. You in? Wait, we're talking about Halo? No, we. What I have here is a list of video game characters that could be considered iconic, or you could not have them as iconic, and we're gonna figure out whether they are or not. Let me just wrap up here, and I'll join him. Joey. All right, all right. While we're waiting on that, let's let's think of some other villains that we can put as iconic characters, since we so didn't we talk have about Bowser, Sephiroth. We Ganon. have Ganon on there. General Rom. Queen Mara from Gears. Um, Corypheus? This is Possibly. not as easy as we thought. There has to be other... Because it's, it's like it's it's like villains you fight in the game. You're like, oh, I just killed him. And it's like, meh. But it's like you don't get that, like, too many iconic villains. To I was about to like, say, like... Anthem, I think a lot of the great um, villains like have just Hearts. been happening. Oh, sorry, KB. Go ahead. Like Ansem from Kingdom Hearts. But that's because, like, he just keeps being reborn you're fighting him again and again he's just like this recurring thing but in a lot of video game franchises it's maybe just, one and done yeah it's like, a, it's like a one and done boss i got one. Oh, did you just say voss who's voss oh voss from um um far cry 3 yes far cry 3 that guy okay. let's talk about the villain in far cry 6 come on oh my god dude they picked the right actor to do that that guy mm. is phenomenal if anybody has seen what he's done over the years i mean he's perfect for a far cry game and far cry 6 just looks so amazing it really does look like it's gonna be a fun game to play i might pick that up even though i'm not a first person shooter kind of player yeah i'm not particularly interested some of the mechanics though look like interesting like maybe i don't know if i'd buy it but maybe if somebody else buys it mm-hmm. and I play it, you know? See, the thing with Far Cry is, like, not every game has to be first person, but the way Far Cry does their first person, it's like, 
it's it's I'm not gonna say it's like done to where it's like, oh my god, you gotta go mobile. It's done to where you're like, hey, it's first person, I'm gonna enjoy it either way. That's why I like the um the Fall Guy series. But I hope that the red, the red, what is it, red fall? I hope red fall is not I hope it's not first person. But no, Bethesda, they love to throw first person on a, on a lot of things. Has Bethesda ever made a game that has not been first person? That's the Technically, question. Skyrim and Fallout, because you can swap between first and third. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's a here's a hero that we could consider iconic. Doom guy. Doom guy. Oh, yes. How can we forget about Doom guy? We forgot about Doom guy. Oh, oh I'm I sorry. I think that my meaning that he's not iconic. No, 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 because it's not Doom Guy no more. It's called Doom Slayer. <laughs> the Doom Slayer. I mean, he's a nameless soldier that fights literal demons from hell. That are scared of him. How can you not put that as an iconic character? How can you not? A demon back- terrified oh. of a man. It's just hilarious. Back to a thought that I had on why we're having problems trying to figure out iconic villains i think part of the problem is a lot of great villains that we have seen have come in the last 20 25 years mm-hmm. and there's just not enough of them that we can say oh they're iconic yeah because like most of them are just one and done's anyway yeah, yeah that's like a lot of sequels it's a different you know person every time like mm-hmm. Sephiroth, I think, really stands out because he's only from Final Fantasy VII. He doesn't show up in any of the other Final Fantasy games. And well, he's a secret boss in Kingdom Hearts, but I mean, that's yeah, about technically. It. But that's because Final Fantasy is in Kingdom Hearts. Exactly. It's a Final that's... Fantasy Disney crossover game, basically. Yeah. And then like he also shows up in like non-story related games. Like um, Super Smash Brothers, he just got, he's in the newest one. Um, but that's because. Same they, thing with Cloud. That's because Cloud's in the game and you can't have Cloud without Sephiroth. They're, no, no, you cannot. They're connected. What's that guy's name from um, Crash? Crash Bandicoot. The, 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 um, Dr. Neocortex. Yes, you got to add him as well because he's been in multiple. Mm. Yeah, Dr. Neocortex is definitely an iconic villain. But see, I don't think there are any really iconic villains from, like, Spyro. Because, like, I've been playing through it, and um, there are none that I can remember. I beg to disagree, because those sheep are bigger menaces than any <laughs> villain. <laughs> I wanted those to know where he was going to go are bigger menaces than anyone you ever fight in a Spyro game. Those sheep are nothing but trouble. <laughs> nothing but trouble. All right, we got JoJo back. Let's get on with this game. And I, I started off easy. I gave us an easy one to start off with, Sonic. Yay or nay? I mean, at this point, Sonic's either iconic or he's not iconic. I'd say he's iconic. Sonic is iconic, but Eggman is more iconic than Sonic. Yes. Sonic. Oh, how do we forget about Eggman? How do you it's, it's forget? There's no, no Sonic without Eggman. There's no Eggman without Sonic. It's, just, yeah. Yeah, I, it's the yin yeah, and yang. So, yeah, Sonic is just an easy one. I think at this point, if he's not iconic, then... What is iconic? We would have forgotten him by now if he hadn't been iconic. Yeah. yeah. All right. This one is a little tricky. Red from the original Pokemon games is red iconic. I'm going to let you guys answer this first, and then I'll give my thoughts on it. See, I'm going to say I don't know because I never played the first Pokemon games. Oh! Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a Pokemoner. I'm sorry. But KB might have a better answer than me. I'm just going to say okay. I- I have, I don't know. 
I'd say just in general, none of the characters from Pokemon, the human ones, I'd say are iconic except for Professor Oak. I think he's the only one that I would be able to immediately recognize. And I don't even think it's from like the games. I think it's more from the anime. In yeah, general. from the anime or like Nurse. Is Nurse Jenny in the games? Uh, no, Nurse, Nurse Joy no. Officer. Oh no! I told you. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. It's what? Nurse Joy Officer Jenny. Officer uh, Jenny. I don't think has ever appeared. No, I mean that's an Pokemon. anime Are character. Are we talking about Officer Jenny from Pokemon? Yeah. We're what we're talking Red yeah. from the original Pokemon games. Is Red an iconic character? I don't think so. No. Okay, I'm gonna say no on this. Oh, wait, sorry, sorry, Jojo, I thought you were done. The kind of characters from Pokemon Go, Professor Oak. That's what I said. Yeah, uh, Professor Oak, and I'm sorry, I'm, I keep going in and out. It's like I got some family stuff going on. No, that's um, yeah, that's, that's fine. But, uh, that's fine. But uh, Professor Oak's a big one. Team Rocket. Uh, he... How can we get about Team Rocket? We've uh, never. Gary. Can we just talk about Gary? Appeared in the games, did they? Oh yeah, they did. Giovanni's Gary? in there. Gary. Yeah. Like my man's Gary. You can't have a Pokemon game without rival Gary. Yeah. Not to mention that uh, we all know the real reason Professor Oak sent Ash on that uh, whole journey to collect and finish the Pokedex. We Please all do not say that. Uh, I don't have to say it. We're because not talking everyone about already... the anime. We're talking, we're talking about the games. The game. oh, the, oh, the games. Um, the games, uh, the legendary dogs are iconic. You can you can be you can defeat the champion all you want. You you try to catch Entai or his brethren across the map on those little pixels, and you don't even know when they're gonna pop up. You just try to track them on the pixels. Just the, the chase for them alone is a villain. <laughs> all right, here's my thought the Pokedex on thickest villain. So here's my thought on Red. He's not iconic because when you think Pokemon Trainer. It's nobody from the game that you think of. You think of Ash from the anime. Yes. And I just think if, if he's not even the first Pokemon trainer that you think of, there's no way that he's iconic. Yeah. Like May for me is like the one that stands out the most because I started on Gen 3 with Emerald. Exactly. Um, it's but so I never thought of it as May going on this journey. It was me going on this journey, collecting the Pokemon, becoming the very best, you know? That, like no one ever was. All right. Is more iconic. This next one is. I'm gonna have Sir Meliodas start this off because it's Marcus Phoenix from the Gears franchise. How did I know it was gonna be Marcus Phoenix? Oh, Dom. Dom is iconic too. Dom died iconic. I'm sorry, everyone played it. It's been like 13 years now. I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, like, right. get over it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dom's. Dom died iconic. All right. Dom, what are you doing? All right, all right, all right. All right, guys, guys. Sorry. Right. Is Marcus yeah. Phoenix an iconic character? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Hands down. Without yeah, Marcus, an iconic character no, in that whole franchise. No General Rams a close second. There's a reason that they brought Marcus Phoenix back in Gears 4 and Gears 5. There's a reason for that. It's iconic. Exactly. I don't think you can have a Gears game without some mention of Marcus. And there's a reason why Marcus's son is a big character in the later games. Just because of how much he means to that franchise. So, yeah. Marcus Phoenix, iconic. Or, uh, my bad, Scott Eastwood. My bad, not Clint. Scott. Scott Eastwood. Okay, I'm pretty sure Scott Eastwood's the one that plays uh, JD. Yeah. 
I think. What a what a G. What a what a way to way to way to concrete something on your resume right there. Get a gears get a gears of war character on your resume. Everyone forgets Michael B. Jordan was also in a gears game too. What game? Gears three. Oh, he was um. Yeah, he was the he was the one dude with the um. That became an actor in Gears Four. He was a dude with the braids, right? Yeah, he was the guy with the braids. I forget his name. I can't remember his name either, but I know it was Michael B. Jordan. You recognize that voice anyway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All right, I'm gonna start this next one, and this next one is two different franchises, but they're always clumped together. And at this point, I think you could tell who they are: Crash Bandicoot and Spyro the Dragon. And I think at this point, you have to consider them iconic. Spyro the Dragon basically changed the way that games are played because Insomniac was able to push the PlayStation to its absolute limit and basically take away the fog and the black screen for faraway distances and made it so that you could see far away. And for Crash Bandicoot, I mean, what more can you say about Crash Bandicoot? That basically showed that the PlayStation could have a family-friendly game and have a mascot that could rival Mario. Crash Bash was so fun, dude. I, I don't care. I, I prefer Crash Bash over any other Crash Bandicoot game. I just had so much fun with it. But um, I personally, y'all, y'all forgetting on the sleeper of every single one of those franchises, Ty the Tasmanian Tiger. You can't just <laughs> that was about those two without Ty the Tasmanian Tiger. Are you serious? You're going to diss my man's like that. hundred <laughs> percent. They just put out a remaster of his game. Yeah, I, I think. I think you have to have them as iconic. Yes, definitely. All right. I've got Scorpion and Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat. And the reason I'm putting them on here is because fighting fighting games in general, I mean, there's just a, such a big roster of characters. Could you really consider some of them to be iconic? They, the thing is with them, they, they, weren't like, they were just like characters in the game. But then... They started going to story mode to where like it's Mortal Kombat is, is not just about Scorpion or Sub Zero, but they're like the most recognizable mm-hmm. two characters in that game. When it's when yeah. it comes to, if you if you if you pick uh, Sub Zero, I'm gonna pick Scorpion, or vice versa. That's that's how iconic they are. So they got They got to get the. They got to be on this list. To be fair, they're also the only two characters that I know from the entire franchise. So mm-hmm. I'd say that they're. They've got to be iconic. How don't you know about Katana or Sonya Blade? How could you not know about Liu Kang and Raiden and Johnny Cage? I mean, I've never played a Mortal Kombat game either, and yet I know these characters. Or Jade. Oh, my God. I'm not huge into fighting games. Neither am I. Yeah, she's a pretty lady. I understand. But yeah. Uh, Scorpion and Sub-Zero, I think you could consider them to be iconic. All right. This next one's another fighting game character. Ryu from Street Fighter. Definitely. I hope I... And I hope without, I pronounced that right. Without Ryu, it wouldn't be no Street Fighter. All right, you're saying he's iconic. Without yeah, without Ryu, it wouldn't be no Street Fighter. What do you think, KB? Yeah. Okay, we just lost JoJo. He had to go. This next one has been in a lot of really good games, and he's considered a really great character. But the question is, has he been around long enough? And I'm talking Nathan Drake from the Uncharted series. He's been around since 2007. But has he been around long enough? I'm saying maybe not. Not right now. Um, it depends on his lineage throughout the games. Because I, I, I'm the only one I've played 
like a handful of was um, Uncharted 4. So I can say I don't know. I'm not going to say no. I'm just going to say, uh, I'm just going to say I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm really just struggling with this one because he's been in some great games. He is the face of the franchise, but I just don't know if he's been around long enough to be considered an iconic character. And if I had to think about it, then he's not iconic. It's the right. same thing with Red. You have to think about it. And once you have to think about it, that's it. It's mm. over. Okay. Couple villains coming up. First, Ridley from Metroid, the arch enemy of Samus Aran. Iconic, yes or no? I'd say Mother Brain's more iconic. She's the one I remember. I'm, say, I don't even know. I'm sorry, but I don't know who Ridley is. <laughs> I know Mother, Mother. The one like, I've never said. played a Metroid game, but the fact yeah. that I know Mother Brain yeah. and not Ridley. Like, who's Ridley? Yeah, no idea. Yeah, that's fair. How about Albert Wesker from Resident Evil? Definitely. Without, without Albert, it wouldn't be no... Because he took... Sorry, spoilers, if you ain't played, it's been like 30 years now. <laughs> but they, he took... 25, dude, 25. I was, I was, no, was, big difference. <laughs> he <laughs> took his stars team there to test out the um the strain of the uh, I think it was a G virus because they yeah. don't get the, they don't get the they don't get the T virus until um RE two, but he took them there to test out the G virus to see how effective it was. So without without Wesker, it wouldn't be no nowhere Resident Evil is at now. So yeah, he's definitely iconic. Yeah, I I think I have to go iconic on this one because. He's a Wesker is just a it. bad guy. He's just a bad guy. And when you were originally playing Resident Evil, you didn't think at all that he was this villain. You thought that he was just the captain, that he yeah. was a good guy. And then it turns out that he was not. So I think he has to be iconic just because of that twist. And also because every time you see him, you're like, oh, that's Wesker. Yeah, that's not good. Every time he's mentioned, you're like, uh oh. This person's working with Wesker. Even in his death, he's still he's still being mentioned in, in a lot of RE games and movies. All right. This next one is definitely not an iconic character right now, but we're going to discuss whether they could become an iconic character, and that's Aloy from Horizon. Do we think down the line, Aloy could be an iconic character? I think so. Like, I haven't played a game yet, but from the Let's Plays that I've watched, what I've heard from her about her i think she definitely could become iconic like she's definitely she's definitely made an impact yeah well for that what enough game she can become the like the um not the next but she could be iconic like the like a laura croft or um a perfect dark like another strong female lead character yeah. in um, exactly upcoming games i'm not gonna say not right now but yeah we're like yeah she's not iconic right now but I would definitely like, agree. I think in the second game, she's still a teenager. So if they like, they can age her throughout the game to make mm -hmm. her older and then like go from there. But yeah, I'm going to say not right now. Yeah, not she's not iconic right now, but I think if they keep growing her character and they keep having, and if the games just keep coming out and they keep being good mm -hmm. and she keeps growing as a character, she's definitely going to be in the running as an iconic character. Right now, she's not, but she definitely has potential. And I'm hoping that Gorilla and Sony really, really have her live up to that potential. They could have done okay, that with this Ellie, one. but they, they messed up Ellie. Yeah. They could have done that with uh, Ellie. 
Ah. Drop the ball, Neil Druckmann. Although I think that was, I think that was more Naughty Dog than that ever than that was Sony. It was definitely. No, I'm talking. I'm talking about Neil Druckmann. He definitely dropped the ball with that one. I was like, I don't know what they were doing. Okay, we got two. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. ahead. Okay, we got two left. Uh, Jojo and I were talking before the show. This was his Slippy from Star Fox. Is that the toad? Yep. See, he's iconic because I I I don't even play um Star Fox, but I automatically knew it was a toad. So I'm gonna say yeah. Well, we have to say that Star Fox is an iconic character. The question. Yeah, I have the um, I think it's a Starfighter. Is this a Starfighter? I don't even know what they call it. Uh, I want to point out that he's showing a ship that does look like Star Fox. No, it is. I just don't know. Oh, it is. I don't even know the name of the ship. I don't know either. I've never played a Star Fox game, but I think it's I know, but I know Star Fox just because of that. It's a tough one for me because I never played it, so I don't know. All right, this last one has is a duo that just had their recent game come out. It's Ratchet and Clank, or Ratchet and Clank, iconic characters. And I'm going to go last again. Definitely. They've been around. I don't know how many years they've been around, but they've been around for a while. They've been around for almost 20 years. It's been 19 yeah. years. I mean, like, for me personally, I haven't like heard a lot about them until like John started talking about them all the time. So I don't know for me if they are considered iconic quite yet um just because i had previously no interest in the franchise but it's a it's a yes for me i think i think if you show someone if i own this wrestling clink or be like hey i'm i know of them i just don't know their names to where they'd be like hey i oh my son watched because they made a movie oh my son watched that movie That's what I think, whatever. yeah i'm gonna say yeah for me it's a definite yes they are iconic because just of what they've done for gaming over the years ratchet and clank they came out in the playstation 2 era and we talk about the big three with jack and daxter sly cooper ratchet and clank and they've just been releasing consistently good games ever since from the original trilogy on the playstation they released some psp games that were really good in the playstation 3 with the future series those were a great group of games and PlayStation 4, they had their uh, movie tie-in game that was really good. And now with Rift Apart, that's really showing just what you can do with a PlayStation 5 game. I think at this point, you have to consider Ratchet, Ratchet and Clank an icons of gaming because been around a long time. Yes. Know who they are by heart. Yes. Able to adapt to changing times. Yes. They fit that. They are iconic. And you're not going to argue with me on this. I believe that fully so ratchet and clank they are iconic all right that's gonna end our show make sure to like comment and subscribe and we're gonna have a very busy next few weeks coming up because next week we will be back with a special for pride month and kb is gonna be running that and then the following week kb is gonna be hosting again and what are you gonna be talking about kb so this time we did iconic characters. This next week we're doing our iconic creatures. And then Jojo, we will be talking about iconic, I think he said iconic anime and oh, yes, comic book characters. That. Get me in that. I need the I... iconic anime. The creatures and is a Sir Meliodas is gonna be doing an iconic topic as well. We just don't know what. Mainly because I just told him. <laughs> yeah, so I gotta I gotta cook up something. 
All right, guys, we will see you next time. This has been Diggs Gaming. KB Hunting. And your boy. Somebody else.